Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Miles. You're welcome to episode, I think it's 11. We don't really care anymore. <laughs> episode 11 of Your First Mile. Um, today I'm joined once again by Vic, at HelloVicVic on Instagram. Uh, Vic is a nutrition coach. She is a qualified sports massage therapist. It's going in, it's going in. Um, today we'll be answering all of your questions on fat loss, on how to strength train, and uh, we've also got a couple of questions about like your favourite exercises, your favourite supplements on an everyday basis, so we'll be answering that. And yeah, we hope that you guys enjoy. So, first question um, that I got asked, I think I got asked this last week and I didn't want to do a solo podcast, I just wasn't feeling it. But I'll leave this for, for Vic to answer. <laughs> you know, no, why has it disappeared? My WhatsApp has been really weird. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really interesting question. But I cannot remember it. I literally just sent it to you like two minutes ago. Uh, if possible. Oh, uh, here we go. So, um, how many calories per day should I eat for weight loss? Big question. <laughs> so my favourite word is it depends. Yeah. Um, and then I will always qualify it depends with something else that's useful that people can take away. So I guess it's really difficult actually sometimes if people ask us to know what kind of information they already have. Yeah. But um, the 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 general advice I will give to people is that to start off by explaining that everybody's got very different energy needs and that is dictated by a huge number of factors from our, our gender to yes. our muscle mass to our body mass on as a whole. Um, you know, there's like there's trillions of things going on under the surface that we can't really control some of. Um, and then you've got all the things that you can control, like your energy, your actual hard energy output. So everything from whether you do a desk job or you're a postman, that's going to make your energy um, requirements quite different. How much you train, what type of training you do, what type of foods you eat. So there's so many different things that dictate um, people's overall energy requirements. But I guess the really simple answer to this, without having to go into a huge amount of detail, and feel free to um, embellish on this, but I find the simplest thing to get people to do is just to start to kind of track or record what they're eating in the first place yeah. and potentially just make some adjustments. So, you know, if if they're sort of roughly maintaining their weight on the set number of calories that they're eating, then they need to eat less calories. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, pretty I... much that simple. <laughs> Um, so start adjusting stuff and I think just find a sustainable rate of, of fat loss, weight loss, whatever you want to call it, um, that, you know, that means that you've not had to necessarily, you're not having to deprive yourself of too much stuff, but it's kind of the most sustainable way would be through kind of small adjustments. But again, it depends on what somebody's goal is. If somebody wants to, you know, shed a ton of body fat in a short space of time, they're going to want to approach it quite differently. They're going to want a much steeper, you know, energy deficit than than someone who's just, you know, wants to kind of drop a couple of dress sizes. 
No, I, I agree. I think that although it depends as one of those irritating statements that a lot of coaches say, including myself, it is what it is because at the end of the day, you, you're, everyone's got a different profile. Everyone's got a different body type. Um, by the way, is my voice doing that weird wavy thing again? Can you hear me again? I've, lo- I've lost your sound again a bit. No. <laughs> That's alright. No, 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 you're cool now. You're cool now. Okay, cool. Just been talking really quietly. Um, so, yeah, no, I was saying, once, although everyone's got a different profile and everyone's got a different body type, I think there's, like, a rough guide that you can use with some people, depending yeah. upon um, how much they're exercising, depending upon how much food they're intaking. So what I generally try and go by is about 500 calories difference so whether you're trying to gain weight add 500 calories on if you're trying to lose weight take away 500 calories and then try and make minor adjustments from there um generally it works some people literally just want to be on the same amount of calories in order to try and lose weight and they'll literally stay there and eat the food in front of me and be like i'm not doing it (laughs) which is fine but um i think 500 is a nice because you're taking away a little bit but you're not taking away too much yeah it's literally the equivalent of a packet of um what's 500 cows i tracked this when i was eating mcdonald's quite a bit what is that yeah it's it's a set of large fries that's it just take out something that probably wasn't like probably wasn't filling up or making you feel you know amazing in in yourself like you know to take away take away this stuff that's not necessarily you know filling a particular role but it's just food that you're just maybe eating kind of incidentally and and chip away from that um you know i tend to say to people to keep keep protein up like make sure you're getting a sort of decent sized portion of protein with every meal yeah um because when you're dieting you'll feel hungry and that's what's going to help to ensure you feel fuller when you when you're eating um obviously it plays a role in um you know retaining muscle mass as well in a in a calorie deficit um so it you know it's kind of doing multiple things but i'll also say to people not to you know not to kind of starve themselves with carbs either because the second you take too many carbs out of the diet it just most people are just going to feel like shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. I mean, that's that's another thing that not pisses me off because I'm trying to make this less ranty and a bit more educational. <laughs> I realised last time I went a bit overboard, but you don't need to remove carbs. Yeah. Eat a little bit less. Have your sweet potato. Have um, have a candy bar. Like I've got, oh, I've got, I've got peaks, chocolate crunchy squares. Yeah, they're quite nice, actually. Um, absolutely terrible. It's carbs. Carbs, like, yeah. Carbs help you to insulate your body, like, in a similar way to fat. I think sometimes it's, like, looking at where you're getting carbs from yes. as well. So I never, I, you know, I really don't endorse people cutting sugar out of their diet unnecessarily, but simple sugars are the kind of thing that they can easily rack up quite a lot of calories through your day. Yeah. Um know a bit of honey on your porridge that you maybe just don't really need or sugar in drinks or sugary drinks you know non-diet drinks that that kind of it's almost kind of like carbs that you're kind of having by accident they're Mm. not really necessarily most i'd say most people aren't consciously 
um, you know, taking them in as carbs. They just see it as very, very low food volume and then don't really equate that to being calories. But if you start adjusting stuff like that in your in your diet, you know, you can easily say we've two or three hundred calories yeah. just on just on things like that. So, you know, you start I think that's why people have correlated over time, lots of people have correlated you know, if I cut sugar out, I'll lose weight. Well, yeah, because you're creating a <laughs> deficit because you're not now eating those extra calories. Sugars that you were having through the day, you're now not having. It's not the sugar that's causing the fat loss, it's the calorie deficit that's causing the fat loss. Yeah, I, I think that's an important takeaway that you've just mentioned there because I can't remember who put it up on um, Instagram recently. It wasn't so he fit, it was Dr. Nadolsky. Oh, yeah. Literally just talking about what you were talking about. In the sense of it's not the sugar that contributes to your weight gain, it's the addition of calories, and it's like the surplus of calories and to what you would normally intake. And I, I think it just like for example, my mum. I love my mum to bits. <laughs> but if birthday, if she were to yeah, it was, it was her birthday, which was awesome, quite quite relaxing, quite restful. But if she, for example, she likes Coke, the soft drink for anyone listening, not. That hard stuff. <laughs> if my, oh, we we pray not. <laughs> if my mum were to take in like three cans of coke, that's an additional what six hundred calories at least, like those small cans. Yeah. You know, she can't then come to me and start complaining about oh Mars, it's hard to lose weight because she knows what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think. When people aren't looking at replacements, which sometimes do get a bad rep because of aspartame and other sweeteners that are used, such as sucrose, etc. If you're not looking at those, you will put on weight. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes, I was working with a lady who was drinking five Cokes a day. It I mean, really, it's just so... It really saddened me. <laughs> that many calories however when I'm in a surplus or yeah. in a gaming phase and I just don't have the appetite, appetite drinking calories is a smart thing to do yeah because if you you know if you're if you're not getting enough calories in and you just really you know why should you force feed yourself that's disgusting like that's just that's almost as miserable as dieting so you've got to look for smarter ways to get your calories in so it works both ways like you know, add them in where you're struggling to eat enough in a day, you know, ingest them through toppings on stuff or through drinks or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's quick, convenient ways to get calories in. Yes. Um, but it's also the thing that could be sabotaging your success when you're trying to diet and you're maybe not kind of, you know, maybe not tracking calories or tracking macros or whatever. It's normally the stuff that people don't really think to look at because it's so low volume. It just seems of no consequence. But when you start adding it up and realise what it equates to, then uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have a bit of a have a bit of a wake up moment. Yeah, I agree. I think that leads really well into our next question about um, I'm trying to lose weight, but I keep on gaining it back. How can I prevent this? Mm, it yeah, does that's a good segue. <laughs> I'm getting better as a host. Um, personally, I, I mean, just thinking about some of the people who I've trained in the past and currently training, 
you generally do gain your weight back if you are in a surplus. Mm. And a lot of the time, some competitors, such as yourself, you would know this from working with bodybuilders probably. Um, but even working with runners, after you've prepared for an event, and after you've gone through the sacrifice of taking away certain foods or restricting yeah. yourself to a certain body weight or a certain calorific um, amount, the first thing you want is a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> like when I did Tough Mudder back in August or September, as soon as you go past the line, the first thing that they greet you with is a beer, trek bars, quest bars, and then like, there's, there's this whole section of food where you've got burgers, chips, baps, buns, the full <laughs> And it's not to say that those things are bad because you do need those calories after you've done, let's say, like a grueling race or a bikini shoot or something, something of a strenuous nature. But at the same time, it gives leeway for us to just say, okay, cool, I'm just going to stuff everything in. Yeah. You go it's into junk mode. It's very difficult to, yeah. to, to take control and, and switch it, switch it back off again. It, it's, it's so tough. And I think for the general person it's a little bit tougher because for us we might say okay cool well I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to train twice maybe once in the morning once after work or I'm going to try and balance out my calories throughout the week and take off maybe like 700 to 800 if you are tracking them on a Monday and then sort of steadily go on a nice linear progression throughout the week but for the average Joe blogs who isn't tracking or doing anything it's like it must be so frustrating and, and I think the main point that we've got to, I say we, but coaches listening or anyone listening to this to consider is start to track. Even if it's like a miniature food diary. Even if it's just noting down, okay, well, look, I had a packet of crisps at work, two Diet Cokes, popcorn, which everyone loves because it's a low cal, but then suddenly puts like six packets in their mouth. <laughs> it's, it's that sort of thing. It's just being a bit more mindful about what you eat. Because if you're at this stage, if you've lost weight, you're doing really well. Yeah. Um, and there is no need for you to go back onto... I don't want to say a system of weight gain, but unless you've had like a really unfortunate event in your life. I mean, sometimes these things can't be helped. Mm. Yeah, sometimes you might have like loss of a family member, you might have uh, loss of a job or stressful situation affecting you. Yeah. But I think it's about making sure that there are systems in place in order to prevent those things from happening or to prevent you from, um, I don't know, hissing freak-out mode once those things do happen. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I guess my, my other kind of standpoint on it is my general dislike for the diet industry, which yeah. it hasn't really generally tended to support. I think, it, I think it is shifting a bit now, but it hasn't really generally tended to support people understanding how to maintain the weight that they've that they've accomplished okay. that they've got to at the end of their journey and you know that's that's systematic of a company that's trying to make money from people dieting so you know the conversation I have with a lot of clients on consultations is they'll say you know I did slimming world four times because it worked for me I'm like mm. you had to do it four times it never worked for you and, yeah. and it's you know it's something I I believe quite strongly and you know we, we know the data shows that through restrictive dieting people will lose the weight but they will always not always but they largely will put that weight back on plus some some extra so we know that that's a really common swing and we know the 
know that the likely cause of that is through heavy levels of restriction. So people that do, you know, let's talk really extreme diets like Juice Plus or, mm. you know, <laughs> Cambridge diet, basically a lot of kind of meal replacement type diets, because they don't translate into the real world, yeah. people see them as very, very short term. So they go, okay, I'm going to do that for 12 weeks. I'm going to get in shape for a holiday and then that's that's fine. I don't really care after that point. But of course they do care because they don't like it when they put the weight back on. But what that what it does is it creates a calorie deficit and it's a system that they can stick to for a very short period of time. Once that period of time is over, they just go back to the habits they had before. So they're never fundamentally changing anything. So this is what you know, Bay and I are trying to do with New Day is, uh, is, is really change people's mindset about you know, dieting not being so short term, like teach yourself the real basics, the knowledge to be able to maintain. And of course, like you said, you're going to have life events, you're going to have periods where things swing, you know, where you can't control everything. People travel for work and there's a lot of food presented to them that they, they can only do the best they can do with it. Or like you say, periods of stress, and for some people that means they do a lot of under-eating, for some people they'll overeat a lot. So, um, but it's about understanding kind of what's happened there and then how to rectify it rather than it being such a pendulum swinging from one extreme to another so I think it's I think it's teaching people to effectively reverse back out of a diet and what that means um, and then you know giving people the tools and skills to be able to then maintain you know there or thereabouts that 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 you know that body weight that they are happy with and they're, they're comfortable with Six. <laughs> no, I, no, I agree. I agree. I was literally thinking this is epic. Um, yeah, life does hit you, and it cannot always be controlled. I mean, you gave a really good example. Excuse me, off um, long commutes. Like my commute home is at least what, an hour ten. At least. So I'm tempted every day to walk past McDonald's or walk past um, the shop that we've called got called Morgie's, pick up a chicken burger or pick up some chips, walk home, eat quickly, do some more work, get onto PT calls. But it's it's just about whether you want it, and it's about putting safeguards and measures in place in order to prevent those events from happening. Yeah. So for all you listeners, it is possible. Just keep on pushing. And I think understanding as well that just you have like a day where everything goes out the window doesn't mean that everything has to stay out the window like yeah this you know i think i said it on your podcast before but the whole premise of new day is that like every treat every day is a new day if i just come at it fresh you've had a massive fall off the wagon one day you know instead of just thinking oh it's like sod it i'm just gonna carry on doing that now like wake up the next day with a renewed mindset that okay today is a day to kind of just get back just realign. You don't have to kind of go to any extreme measures and try and undo what you've done before. Yeah. Um, that would just exacerbate the problem. <laughs> and doesn't do much with your mindset either. I think, you know, I think people kind of punishing themselves by doing a load of extra exercise or suddenly dramatically eating under calories um, because they've had a bit of a blowout the day before is, is, frankly, for most people, they don't have the kind of the, an objective enough mindset to be able to do that and for it not to cause some kind of emotional um, friction yeah you like with you know with with the fact that they're doing it because then they're more likely to do it again 
Whereas somebody who could be very, very objective will say, Do you know what that that happened? I'm you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much fast today and then get back on track the next day. They can ha- some people have just got the kind of emotional capacity to be able to do that in a more functional way, but I'd say most people emotionally can't handle and shouldn't handle that kind of you know, that that back and level. forth. Yeah, the back and forth of just going, Well, I've had a massive blow up this day so I'm gonna starve myself the next day because then what will happen is they starve themselves the next day and then the day after that they go back to what they were doing the day before. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like an endless cycle. No, I mean it is it's quite upsetting. Um like I had a client of mine, she lost four pounds. So she was losing a pound a week, doing really, really well. Thought she had it all under control. She was like, Mars, not going to work for you anymore. Cool, no issues. But I'm not sure if she's still getting the results that she wants. Um, and when I see that, I want to reach out, but at the same time, I'm like, I could just give you like a free ebook or, yeah. or something. You know, because at the end of the day, you're always going to try and go back to what you believe is best. Yeah. You know? And this is for clients' prerogative, which is cool, but I think we have a duty as coaches to educate people to the point where they don't need us. Yeah. But to the point where if they did need to come back to us, it'd be for a damn good reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, one of my um, one of my first clients, you know, she's, she's a best friend of mine as well, but, you know, occasionally we kind of talk shop and we talk calories and, you know, we have this whole interesting um situation where she kind of she 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 gained a bit more weight because life just had happened yeah and you know she's gone from a more active commute to a very sedentary job you know driving to work and sitting at a desk all day and you know that you know a few extra pounds had crept on like it so we were like cool let's let's mini cut let's just let's just shave that those extra few pounds off but i always kind of had this hypothesis that probably her body's natural set point was maybe possibly a bit higher than she than she wanted it to be yeah and, and I you know again it's like managing people's expectations about the process and this is going off on a bit of a tangent but um you know kind of going into it from the outset saying it's cool we'll mini cut we'll get you back to you know the kind of level of definition you want to see in your body again um but just be aware that know you're quite lean when you're like that and that your body just might not want to settle at being at being that lean so you might yeah. just have to accept that there's another couple of pounds that are going to kind of work their way back on and it's just about being comfortable with that yeah i i think one of the questions that i was going to um segue into was what are the best supplements to use every day mm. and I think there's a very good point that you just made, which could relate to that. Um, the best supplement to me is body confidence. Yeah. Screw protein, screw creatine, yeah. screw uh, yeah. fit tea. If I see one of my clients taking fit tea, oh. we're not working together anymore. <laughs> but um, I think body confidence is a great supplement, and I'm not just. I'm, it's, obviously, it's not a physical supplement; it's a mental one. You've got to be positive about the body that you've got. Like, I, I do not care whether you think you're fat, whether you think you're thin, whether you think you're skinny, whether you think you're pudgy. Be happy where you are. If you've got a goal in mind, cool, let's work with that. But exercise takes varying different shapes and sizes. Yeah. 
And that's one thing which I've come to realise. Like I touched on it in the last podcast um, where I spoke about results and being results driven. Yes, absolutely, have a result. Please have a result when you go to the gym or when you train. But do not look at your body as this sort of, um, not sacrifice, what's the word? You know the word I'm looking for. Yeah, okay. Like it's this uh, idol that you have to chisel. Your body is your body. It's got to last you at least 65 years, on average. <laughs> Use yeah, it. Learn to, learn to honour it and respect it. Yeah. What it's capable of doing rather than punishing it for the stuff that, that it's not. And, um, you know, I've, it's taken me a really long time to get to that point in my life, you know, yeah. well into my 30s. And and I think that's, you know, it's all part of the journey, it's all part of the journey of life. But I think, you know, it's what I, what I think now versus 10 years ago um you know two two very very different things and uh, you know i have conversation with you know friends or clients who are who are um you know perhaps bigger than they want to be but i'm like do you know what look at it this way you're probably way stronger yeah right now you know your leverages for some of your lifts are probably going to be a bit better um and you know just kind of learn to love and celebrate what your body can do at that point before starting to before starting to really consider changing it, because um, I think I really do honestly think most people that I think there are extremes of people people that are you know in a in a state of you know quite morbid obesity will quite often have that moment you know there's, there's normally that quite strong moment where they'll realise things have you know kind of got got out of control and they didn't realise they on so much weight and you know they feel all kinds of emotions towards themselves you know like disgust shame yeah regret there were just all of these awful emotions that that come with it and i think it's about trying to sometimes just be a little bit more objective about it and like it's almost it's the kind of the old analogy of like you know put yourself in if a friend's giving you advice and you know it's easy, isn't it, to give somebody else advice? Like, what advice would you give yourself if you were somebody else giving you the advice? And you'd be like, well, just don't give yourself such a hard time. Yeah. Figure out the process to get to a place where you want to be, and you know, follow that, follow that path. But it's it's sometimes just so difficult when you're in that when you're in that state. So, um, I think the right as a supplement as a supplement go, I fully endorse. <laughs> you won't find write-ups about it on uh, examine.com I don't, no. think. <laughs> I don't think they've gone into the efficacy of, of body confidence but I, I agree with you that probably people will achieve more if they just have that they're able to have a more sort of, you know, positive relationship with themselves yeah, no, I agree I agree dang, dang. 30 minutes 30 minutes well guys we hope that you've enjoyed the podcast today um, if you do have any further questions do let myself or Vic know I'm at Mar Samuel Fitness on Instagram Vic's at HelloFitVic and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye please save please save please do not tell me you haven't saved